I don't hear you. Can you hear me? You don't hear this? You don't hear these dulcet fucking tones? Dude, I fucking hear you now. Dropping it like it's a hot turd in my ear. Dropping it like a hot turd here at Handsome Headquarters. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your evening handsome. To all the uh, to all the handsome people at home, uh, <laughs> I don't who can't who aren't here to see Lee's uh, Lee and Handsome Headquarters. I just want to let mm-hmm. y'all know that he's rocking some fabulous glasses tonight. The last time we spoke on the program, uh, <laughs> I was saying that I wanted some Janine Melnitz type, um, type wire frames. And you were like, no, 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 no. You got to go for the solid frames. So I've been hearing all this shit about blue light, blue light, blue light. And uh, I decided to, uh, to pick up some uh, blue light glasses. So my vision is still fantastic. But now I look hell of smart. And, uh, oh man, I took off and put my glasses on so many times. And then I did the thing where I rubbed, you know, the bridge of my nose. I did that so much today. Honestly, I've been kicking ass at business this week. I've just been conducting business left and right, closing it, opening it, rocking business left and right. And it's all these fucking frames. Closing, opening, slamming. (laughs) Slamming deals. Flushing, occasionally flushing. Flushing, dropping, picking it back up. Whoa, whoa. Well, we got to draw a line somewhere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like, like shit. Looks is... like shit. Tastes like shit. Jury's out as to whether or not it is shit. Yeah, we're going to have to send that back to a lower court uh, to revisit that and decide whether it's actually shit. It was a split decision. A split decision. Yeah. Swing vote. It was a swing, swing vote. vote. This is a swing, swing poop. Yeah, we couldn't quite. We, swing turd. We couldn't decide whether it was actually shit or not. Yeah. Man, the court, they've been, the, this current session of the Supreme Court of the United States has been just tossing decisions left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's sort of um, an interesting ruling uh, that happened regarding Trump's tax returns. Mm-hmm. And we all know there's all this shit about Trump's tax returns. He's the only president since Nixon who hasn't. Uh, hasn't released his tax returns, right? Um, so basically Congress was after them, but then also prosecutors in New York, maybe the Southern District. Southern District in New York. Yeah, Southern District also. And, and Lee, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because really the Supreme Court has been tossing salad all season. Oh and yeah, they've just got that tongue deep in there, that judicial tongue deep up the anus of our legislation. We call that stare um, decisis. <laughs> precisely. So they ruled basically that um, the prosecutor, the prosecutor's office, they can get their hands on the um, on the tax returns and his financial information. But Congress, Pelosi, Schiff, all of those those folks, they can't get their hands on it. So it's interesting. It's very interesting ruling. I think that they they um, it's it's a it's a ruling that leaves, you know, a lot open for the, for the yes. future presidents to assert dominance or at least assert some privilege that's separate. But at the same time, it, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 it solves nothing, which is what most mm-hmm. Supreme court decisions do really. They solve nothing. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit about his tax returns. I mean, I think there was enough, there's been enough uh, research on this, enough reporting on this that we know he's a shady guy. I mean, like, yeah, of course. We know he's a fraud. 
Yeah, his <laughs> own lawyer is in is in jail right now. They just sent Cohen back to the back to the pokey. Um, and they did. Uh, they repokeyed. They re-pokeyed. they repokeyed him. Yeah, I need to so. So there's that rule. So yeah, I, I don't really care. I mean, I, I don't really care if I get to see it, um, or if we get to see it, or Adam Schiff gets to see it. I care if the Southern District gets to see it because they're the ones that will actually, uh, uh, you know, you know, try a case against him. Right? I like, I you know, and I'm glad it's in the Southern District because that's definitely the most Gentile district of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every time they say Southern District, I just imagine them being in Georgia. Like, yeah, I'm just a simple lawyer from the Southern District of New York City. Midnight <laughs> in the Garden of Good in New York. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Kevin Spacey and Anthony Rapp. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, my. oh my, I'm just a simple Hollywood actor <laughs> who has been taking advantage of young men as part of the Hollywood sex trade my entire life. So I don't know too much about these now, tax returns. Now, do not mistake my unwanted sexual advances for some type of debauchery. This is my profession. Mm-hmm. I say, I say, boy. I say, boy. I say that I come on to you because, as a matter of professional dignity. And mm-hmm. you should, of course, get down on your knees and pay me the courtesy. I object. Sustained. People are talking about it, and we'll see. People are looking into it, and we'll see. <laughs> so, so that was uh, that, that was a, an interesting ruling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, sort the, of... the court ruling on the bank was interesting. Although, you know, it doesn't like I said, it doesn't solve anything. We're not going to see him. We're publicly not going to see him. That being said, is anybody going to be surprised if at some point in time, you know, people start, you know, Trump gets in trouble for something? No. Has Trump broken the law? Nobody's going to be surprised. Nobody's going to be surprised. Yes. They're going to be like, well, you know, but I agree with those judges that don't like abortion. And they're gonna- right. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- that, that's the thing is this is not when, if and when they have a successful case brought to bear, uh, it won't be a surprise. You know, people are like, oh, Trump's a criminal. It would be like when we found out that Lance Bass was gay. I could have told you when I was 12 years old that NSYNC was gay, okay? I knew then and I know now. But, okay, so that decision is actually not that interesting to me. The decision that I am very interested in, as a guy who once tried to convince my parents to give our house back to the Miwok Indians. Yes, I Oklahoma. Oklahoma, baby. Oklahoma, baby. They... Where the wind comes whistling down the rain. And the oh. waving wheat can smell so sweet. Is that, <laughs> is that when it, it, it's up to an elephant's pie? Uh, an elephant's yes. eye? Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, so these, what was the name? Yeah, so I read about this today. So, Lee, what was the name of this Indian tribe that had the, the, the claim? So, this, this is, it was interesting. The headlines were interesting on this. You know, it said that something like almost half or it was like a significant yes. landmass in Oklahoma, like a lot of the state, has been yes. basically deemed as Indian reservation. Correct. The, the case is called McGirt versus Oklahoma. And um, I think that the um, the indigenous nation is the Mus- Muscogee. The, Musco- the Muscogee. Musco- the Muscogee tribe, yeah. Okay. The Muscogee nation. Uh, they, they hailed the decision, according to the New York Times, as a hard-fought victory that clarified the status of their lands. And to me, this is so 
fucking awesome. This is fantastic. I don't know what it'll actually do. And I do understand that the whole reason it's going down is because of like whether or not we can try murderers and rapists as uh, in an American court or in or as part of uh, as part of the, the reservation. So I understand that it's not like crystal clear uh, exactly um, how this is going to play out. But I just think it is fucking amazing that uh, in a five to four decision, the Supreme Court declared that a large chunk of eastern Oklahoma is an Indian reservation. And, and, and what I was saying about like, I know that this is a little nebulous as to what it means, but basically what it's going to do is prevent state authorities from, from prosecuting Native Americans in our courts. So I don't know exactly well, how that Well, 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 well. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge the, the, uh, the rule of law in Oklahoma and possibly yes. make Oklahoma finally an appealing place to visit or live. I mean, really, you know, no one, I think Oklahoma is not topping anybody's vacation lists, but now that we know it's going to be the Indian gaming capital of the world. And by, I mean that I mean native American, I apologize, but we do call them, we do tend to call them Indian casinos. Indian casinos. Yeah. And, and so, you know, is, 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 is not to be confused with the Taj Mahal, which was based on Indian architecture. Yeah. That is not an Indian uh, uh, casino, but anyway, please continue. Yeah, exactly. That was that's a Hindu casino. Um, <laughs> it's a real <laughs> sacred cow, as they. Yeah. As they yeah. <laughs> hey oh. And now you can win six million cows tonight. Um, all right. So yeah, it's it's you know it, it, I think it will challenge the rule of law. It's it's going to be difficult because obviously it's difficult to like you know. These, the Indian reservation itself, you know, has to mm -hmm. be able to facilitate the administration of justice. So basically, oh, yeah. they have to become their own country, right? They have to like have all their own infrastructure. And that's no easy lift, you know? No, but there was, there was amazing uh, uh, cultures and nations here long before uh, uh, Mel Gibson showed up with all of his little animated friends to, uh, to destroy our nation. So they had no Uber, though. They had no Uber. No, that's true. Um, so yeah, speaking I think. Of Uber, speaking of Uber, yeah, tell us, tell yeah. us what's going on with Uber. Well, they made a big, uh, big acquisition this week. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Well, so <coughs> good timing. Uh, yeah, you're sounding, you're sounding great, man. What are you, what are you doing for your health these days? <laughs> well, I got some of this COVID, and it's great. Are you just? Are you? Are you? Are you eating both the wheat and the chaff? Oh yes, I take it both. Um, sometimes I take it from the chaff, actually, but sometimes mm. I like to take it from the wheat. So um, nice. yeah, no, Uber did uh, acquire Postmates uh, last week, which was uh, uh, interesting, I guess. Um, in that, not it was not interesting they acquired them. But actually, you know what I was thinking about this week was the uh, you know the release of the weekly unemployment numbers from the Department of Labor. So this is the mm -hmm. uh, weekly uh, state and federal uh, new unemployment claims and continue unemployment claims report that is usually released by Department of Labor on Thursdays. This is an exciting little release. I sent you a picture today. Yes. Of, of two news articles that I thought were funny because they were run from CNBC um, at the same time. Um, you know, one was saying how, oh, you know, unemployment doesn't look so bad. It's, it's a lot better than it was. It's down again mm -hmm. this week and it's looking good. And then the second article, which was posted within one hour, says unemployment numbers are far worse. In fact, this is the worst unemployment we have ever seen. And I thought beyond the fact that 
uh, it was funny that, you know, both of them, that, you know, you had the sensationalizing of the titles, which obviously everybody expected, was that they actually had cited completely different numbers from the same report. So one of them had cited a number from the top of the report, which was 1.3 million. And another <laughs> one had cited a number from the bottom of the report, which was 2.3 million. And so the difference of 1 million, which was, you know, 40% of the value was really significant. <laughs> and they, they used that to justify each headline. And so I thought you could read this article and be, mm -hmm. and be totally convinced that you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's effectively what the, the news media is, is trying to do is, is basically convince us that we are crazy and that we should just stay inside and watch Hamilton on Disney plus, which I refuse to do, sir. How dare you, sir? So I'm not going to miss my shot to watch Hamilton on Disney plus. Oh, 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 gun milk. I fucking shot Alexander Hamilton. Fuck. <laughs> I love that. That that that's like the first time that you I think any once you watch Hamilton's the first time that you you um you empathize with Aaron Burr. You're like <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, right? Yeah. Stop rapping. Bam. So um yeah, so I, I think what you're pointing out is something that that I've talked about pre uh, previously is how we can uh use uh, <coughs> we can use data to create our own narratives, right? And basically anything you want to prove, quote unquote, you can find some piece of data that quote proves it, unquote, right? And um, and I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, um, the whole nine out of 10 dentists recommend this brand. So I was thinking, and I think it was a Mitch Hedberg joke or someone did a joke about who is that other one? Who's that uh, other dentist? Uh, that other dentist. And I was thinking, what if that one dentist discovered, oh shit, Colgate is poisonous. Yeah. So you could run two news articles. You could run an article and say, nine out of 10 dentists recommend Colgate. Or you could write an article that says, um, dentist finds that Colgate is fucking poisonous. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and, and on top of that. Dentist finds sex is dead. That's exactly what climate change does, right? Though we go like yeah. 99 scientists have said climate change is going to kill us. One guy says this is all a bunch of hoax, and we talked to him yes. at seven. Yes, Michael Crichton, the deceased <laughs> author of the Andromeda Strain, Disclosure, and <laughs> The Lost World. Oh, and, and I guess Jurassic Park. <laughs> he says that maybe climate change is a hoax, so we should listen to him. But I think it points to the, the larger issue. Um, about these headlines that we see, right? That are supposedly about the same thing and yet saying, uh, say something completely different. What we're actually seeing <clears throat> is headlines literally change under pressure from the reactions of, lead of, of readership. So we're seeing this going left and right. Like the New York Times, they posted up some headline a few months ago and it doesn't even really matter what it was. I don't even remember, but so many people were pissed that it was, it was, it was too right wing. And I think it was actually about the, the protests. And so they went back and they changed the, um, they changed the headline of the article, but then it also happens the other way. Some people will complain that things are too left wing and then they'll change the title of the article. And isn't the news supposed to be here to like inform the public not be bullied by the public into uh, uh, 
reinforcing their already their, the ideas that they already have. And when you told me about this, when you sent me this, these, these two screenshots of CNBC articles that were using this different parts of the same report to, to com tell completely different narratives, both coming from the same, um, the same news organization, what did I send back to you? You sent me back the, the amazing disappearing uh, headline, uh, which was tremendous. Which yeah. Was, and Marty, Marty, we've got to go back to the future. Exactly. I, I sent you a GIF of um, the newspaper that um, Doc finds in Back to the Future 2 that shows that uh, Doc Brown has been condemned. And also it says under it, which I never noticed until today, Nixon seeks fifth term. And when they correct the past, the newspaper changes to Doc Brown commended. And it's like the same picture, but instead of him being put in, in the asylum, they're just shaking his hand. <laughs> oh boy which i always wonder like how if you really change history would would the history change like oh no we're just going to write a different article about this same guy or would it be like a completely different thing but anyway <laughs> it's all in the past or the future both buddy yeah so headlines breadlines uber yeah, it's like if uber bought postmates but doesn't isn't there already uber eats isn't that the same yeah they're just going to shut it down i mean they bought it so they can just kill it yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like how um, Microsoft bought Skype or whatever, or and then they 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 had like their own fucking video chat thing, like it was called like Office Talk or something, and then they bought Skype, and then it just became Skype, and then no one used Skype, and now they just use Teams. So yeah, the companies just always buy up things that that are competing with them, and they either replace that thing with their own thing, or they replace their own thing with the thing that they bought. So it's sort of business as usual. And at the end of the day, all this means is that um, the folks that are driving around picking up our hamburgers and burritos, um, they will probably be uh, uh, fucked in a more acute fashion than they already have. So um, I guess this is a big win. I actually am a Uber shareholder. I have two shares of Uber. Um, so I've been I've been thinking of, of uh, when the market recovers, selling those two shares and whatever the 40 or $50, donating it to a worthy cause. So uh, uh, tweet me at Internet Batman if you have an idea for uh, what I should donate that $50 to. Actually, I'm just going to donate it to Parkinson's uh, research in honor of, uh, of Marty and all he's done to help Doc Brown get commended. So um, good job, Marty. <laughs> good job, Marty. So why don't we let's let's change gears and let's talk about something a little more fun and let's let's switch into the uh, the geek news and um, talk about the battle of the consoles. The battle of the consoles is going to come to head uh, come to a head once again this fall as the new PlayStation and the new Xbox come out. This and fall, it's war. It's war between and, two boxes of plastic that have. Pretty much the, the same, same things inside of them. It's just like, do you want to play Spider-Man or do you want to play Halo? That's that's basically what the decision yeah. is. Do 
do we think we have any unique content for this platform? No. No, no. It's just, this is going to be remasters of the same old shit. Hey, but guess what? You'll have access to all those games you used to play when you were a kid. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? And then all those games that you were desperate to play and you were just looking at one tiny picture of them in Nintendo Power and just, well, I would give anything to play that game. Now you have access to thousands more games and it's all boring because you're an adult yeah. and content simply doesn't mean anything. Remember that game you really wanted to play? Yeah, that one you pined over for years, that one. The one you've wanted forever. Well, we don't have it, but we have other ones. We have thousands of other ones, Plato. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, terrible. So, yeah, so which hunk of plastic do you think is going to win the war? I mean, I don't know. Is it is it short circuit or is it... Is it <laughs> I want is to it, introduce uh, my kids to short circuit, by the way. I short circuit and cocoon. It's an important movie. The short circuit, yeah. especially because it's like, like think Wally. Like, I mean, Wally is basically just short circuit, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a mashup of Hello Dolly and short circuit. Yes. So, well, short circuit and batteries not included. Mm, it's also in, in that same group of uh of like oh robots and creatures and uh, uh creatures from space there's a whole thing <laughs> of like robots are our friend aliens are our friend and then um so you know you had short circuit and you, had, you have et and then batteries are not included is kind of the mix because it is a robot but it's from outer space it's an alien so hey, when was the last time you saw okay this is obviously spiraling out away from what you were talking about but but <laughs> okay. uh but, but uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. This is a movie that I've been wondering about. Like, I haven't seen in a long time, but I've been wondering uh, how it would age. I started watching it the other day, actually. Really? And uh, I, I, when I was at Flea Market the other day, I, uh, not the other day, a few months ago, maybe a year ago, I found a, a copy of the novelization. And e uh, even though it was probably horrible, <laughs> I bought it for $4. I, I have this thing that <laughs> I love. I love movie novelizations, not for reading them, just for having them, because I just think it's such a tacky thing to have. And yeah, just, one where they've just made a novel of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other favorite thing is to have is movie tie-in versions of books. So even though it was a book, oh, yeah, when they make a movie, movie version, version of, of the book, that's the best, actually. That's my favorite, best. actually, is when there's a book, but then there's like a movie tie-in book. And you're mm -hmm. like, no, but this isn't even the book. Like, this is just, Drivel. This is dri <laughs> drivel by Michael Crichton. No, it's Drivel by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, the, the real genius of all of those, the, that run of like the first blockbuster movies and, uh, and you know, the Lucas movies and the Spielberg movies was this guy named, um, it's not Alan Foster Dulles because <laughs> that was the, I'm pretty sure that was the 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 Secretary of State. It's <laughs> God, fuck, what's this guy's? It's someone named Alan, and like all of those novelizations, like that were supposedly written by George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and uh, Gene Roddenberry, were actually written by this guy, Alan Dean Foster. Alan Dean Foster, not Alan, Fo not Alan Foster Dulles. Alan Dean Foster. So basically, when Star Wars came out, George Lucas wrote a book called. Star Wars and made a shit ton of money. And then a couple years later, when Star Trek The Motion Picture came out, uh, Gene Roddenberry wrote a book called Star Trek The Motion Picture, the novel. <laughs> and, and made a bunch of money off it. But meanwhile, it was this guy. Uh, it was this guy, Alan Dean Foster. And um, now he actually gets credit for them. So like I, when they did the Force Awakens novelization, he actually is actually written as him, not J.J. Abrams or whatever. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, how would Close Encounters hold up? You know, when I first saw it as a kid, I thought this movie was boring as balls. Um, and then later returned to it and thought, wow, this is actually a really amazing movie. Um, and yeah, I started watching it the other day and I, I was very intrigued. There was a lot of it I just didn't remember because um, it's not one of those Spielbergs that I've revisited often. Uh, but it was intriguing. And I, I think we should go back and watch the picture again or, you know, read the novelization. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, it's terrible, so, sir. Yeah. So yeah, the new Xbox, the new PlayStation is coming out, and who fucking cares? Yeah. Know. So are you are you actually gonna, gonna upgrade or something? Um, nah. I thought, I thought I was, but like I'm having a child soon. What the fuck? Who cares? Video games have become so uninteresting to me uh, during this pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, I was like downloading video games left and right. Like I would have the Xbox going, and I would have you know, uh, uh, Steam going, and then I have the Switch. Wow. I had all these different things. And then, like, Steam was having sales, and GOG was having sales, and so, like, uh, or GOG, and so I was just downloading games left and right, and now I'm just like, I, this, is, this is meaningless to me. I, and I think, I'll, I think I'll swing back into it. Because I know, like, when you first had kids, like, you got away from the games for a while, but then I remember you calling me, like, I gotta, I gotta play some video games. You were, like, jonesing for the video games. But, but I, I feel like there are more important things to you in life. You don't play a lot of video games anymore, do you? You don't even have a console these days. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't even have the prior gen. I have, uh, I mean, I have a Wii U, I think. Yeah, Wii U. We still have. Oh, and, you're and, the one. You're the and, guy. Yeah, so I'm still there. I mean, like, you know, break out the Mario Kart once in a while. That's about it. Like once a year yeah. or less, you know, the Mario Kart comes out. And um, otherwise, man, that thing sits. And yeah, I've thought about it, right? I have thought about it. I've thought about buying a console. I thought about Xbox primarily just because you yeah. have one. And that makes yes. it a one. Yeah, I, I think that tech-wise, the new Xbox is, is, uh, is going to have the, the edge. Um, and it's also price-wise going to have the edge, but in terms of, of licensing and uh, first-run titles and title exclusivity, uh, yeah. Sony. Sony. But, so, so, but here's my question. So here's the thing, yeah. right? Okay, about all this, right? Because I mean, like, yes. think about it. Like, I would buy one of those things. I would invest a thousand dollars in that shit, just yeah. because the the enabling factor that would push me over the edge is probably like one of two things. I really want to play a game that I like. That's not enough to me, get me into the system. But I would play with a friend, right? So, yeah. so that's, that's interesting to me that I would do that. But then what's funny is that I feel like what happens is we never actually end up playing. Like, you know, you have, exactly. you never do. Because so, we're, we're adults. Right. Yeah, like my friend, I remember when the GoldenEye re-release happened on <laughs> Wii. I my friend Kevin, you got to get GoldenEye, the re-release. We'll play it every day. We played it one day and then we never played again. When this Harvest Moon shit came out or Animal Crossing shit came out, my friend Dave's like, you got to get it. And I got it. We played it once together. And then my wife played it for a while. And then like, we just, we didn't fucking care. Yeah. So I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but I think podcasting is the new, uh, the new co-op. Because <laughs> it's the same thing. We're just sitting around saying offensive shit. Um, but uh, we just don't have a, a controller. Uh, but but you were saying the thing that will take you over the line. The thing that will take me over the line is Hitman 3. So the current run of Hitman games, they did Hitman and Hitman 2. And Hitman was all actually the sixth Hitman game, but they kind of did a reboot. And Hitman 1 and 2 have been 
fucking amazing. Two of the best games I've ever played. So Hitman 3 is coming out like either late this year or early next year. So the deciding factor is if I can, if, if it will run, if they're going to run it on Xbox one, then I won't get the new Xbox. But if it's only on uh, the next generation of Xbox, I will buy it for that game. Um, so that's pretty much the deciding factor for me. But the, the thing that's cool about what Xbox plan is, is they're going to do what, like they're calling it like the one purchase plan. Cause like think of the game doom. I've bought the game doom on like every single play. Like I have, I, I have it on PC. I have it on, I had it on Xbox 360. Now I have it on Xbox one. And so what they're going to do is penny quiet. <laughs> So what they're going to do is, is if you buy a game at the end of the cycle, like I bought GTA five at the end of the Xbox 360 cycle, and then I had to buy it again, another 60 bucks or whatever during the Xbox one cycle, because you know, there were some features that that were cool. And I just wanted to play it on my current console because I'd already gotten rid of the Xbox 360. So what they're doing now is if you buy a game at the end of a console run, but it's also going to be on the next console, you already own the license to it. And so you can just play it, which I think is a great thing. So that's the thing is like PlayStation has the up in terms of like their brand and in terms of their exclusivity, but in terms of their ideas, Xbox just has better ideas. The whole uh, Xbox, um, their, uh, what's it called? The Xbox game pass. It's a great idea. Uh, they're the whole thing of, of having it integrate back and forth. Uh, between Windows 10 and basically turning Xbox into a Windows 10 machine and there being cross-platform compatibility. If you buy a game on your Xbox, you play it on your, your computer as well. Those are good ideas. Mm-hmm. Also, at the end of the day, and you and I, I think I've talked about this before, it's not really about buying consoles, okay? It's about bandwidth. It's about who is going to be hosting the games online, okay? And who has the infrastructure to do that. And a lot of people are saying, Microsoft and Google, not Sony. And people say, well, Google Stadia sucks. And it's like, and, X, and Xbox, it's not as good as, as PlayStation. It doesn't matter, is what a lot of uh, uh, analysts are saying. I disagree with that though, because Google's ideas have been half-baked. Like at some point that's going to come back to bite them. You know, they got this whole thing and they're like dominant on in search, you know, just like dominant. Like it just, it just blew everything else out. There's just nothing else yeah. that is searched. That is not duck, duck, go baby. I love duck, duck, go. Still, there's just nothing that's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like Google is the aggregator and the platform for like, you know, a lot of the stuff that they did for that, that emulates the Microsoft piece is fucking yeah. phenomenal. Right. Like the flat easy Gmail shit is so great. Yes. But that being said, I mean, they when they have tried to go on, you know, and do some things, it has been. Yeah, no, their gaming has been a disaster. Google Stadia is a disaster. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. They're I mean, playing like the Google movie. Glass. I mean, like, give me a break, like that stuff. No. You know, but like, why? Okay, so here's another one. So you know that obviously Apple has a AR glasses in the works that that yes. are that are that are that are hopefully coming to market soon. And I've seen the pat. You know, we all look to the patents and the combing, whatever the guy, the analyst guy, who's always got the good secrets on it. But you know yeah. what I was disappointed about, buddy, is that they wouldn't, it doesn't seem like they're actually going to use eyeglasses. Now, now I, I don't understand why you would not, you have, you should have to, I think they should be contractually obligated. <laughs> oh, to, to use that name? To call them eye glasses. Yeah. 
It's like, well, it's almost too easy. I it's uh, it's low hanging fruit, but it's just right. I mean, come on. Yeah. iPhone. Hey, mm-hmm. whatever. Who I cares? Glass. It's done. Eyeglasses. It's over. Just do it. Yeah. Well, there you go. But I, I, no, I think you're right. Anyway. My only concern is that um, my only concern with whatever they call the eyeglass is that when I put on the eyeglasses and I start looking around at people, I will not hear this sound. But I hope I can see other titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we I mean, we think about who it is that is developing this tech. These are also the same guys who are like, someday I'll invent something that I can see everyone's tits. In fact, they finally gave James Bond like Google glass or eyeglasses or x-ray glasses and one of those Pierce Brosnan uh, abominations. Right. And he walks into a casino and he and looks. He immediately and, starts looking at yeah, exactly. He immediately starts looking. This guy has pulled down more trim than a tailor. And he <laughs> still <laughs> can't help but but look at girls' boobs with his with his glasses. Miss Money Penny, please stop squeezing. Hang on, I'm gonna grab my dog and bring her over here. Oh, okay. Unnecessary. <laughs> And I'm back. Oh, so my 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 wife's trying to do yoga, and my dog was while chewing on a squeaky toy, dry humping my wife, <laughs> which I think is a power move. Because if I put a toy in my mouth and tried to hump Amelia, she'd be like, "One or the other, sir. One or the other. It's either toy time or that other time." But my dog, you know, she just to put that little dinosaur squeezy toy in there and just started fucking tagging her leg hard. So respect, Penny, respect. Say hi to Uncle Hanji. She's so cute. She's going to get a little brother and she's going to love it more than me. No, I mean, I, <laughs> she won't love it more than I love the child. She'll just love the child more than she loves me. But you know what I mean? I usually don't do the backgrounds uh, on the on the calls like you. So my background game's not as good. Today I did because I was just really I was I was feeling I was feeling frisky and bored, and so I switched. I, I pulled a U. I totally copied you, and I, I stuck myself on the bridge of the Enterprise B. Excellent work. That's the the best place to be. I I always tell people I say, look, if you don't provide, if you don't specify background wise, I mean, you're going to get the Enterprise B. down the Enterprise D. Like, NCC. 1701 USS Enterprise D commission in San Francisco in 23. Uh, but anyway, so I'm on this call and one of my coworkers notices and uh, he has a very wry wit. He's like, Oh, and I see that Lee is on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise. And then another coworker, she goes, Oh, that's cool. And then I go, Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Which was, you know, at the end yeah, of the day, like, you burned your coworker trying to give you a compliment. That's so <laughs> solid. Right. That's Ooh. what the other guy should have. The other guy who <clears throat> initially called me out, he should have been the one. But um, is it? Is it? Is it? Because I, I was doing it to make fun of me, but then I also realized, oh, it's kind of. Oh weird. yeah, you were just burning that girl. That's yeah, I just bad. burned her. Burned her. But She's you know, <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Um, I think you know, I, I definitely respond that way to people sometimes. They go like, you know. Hey, that was a great job. And I go, hey, was it? Was it really? It didn't seem like a great job. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, 
That's, that's probably being overly generous, right? Because, like, come yeah. on, let's have let's standards, not. you know? Let's, <laughs> let's. They don't have to be high, but they, they yeah. should exist. Let's have standards, you know, and we can, we can be, we can, we can be, you know, able to take feedback. Let's, let's. 100%. Yeah. So another, another good piece of news. Okay. Um, Last piece of news. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is working on a Rocky Four director's cut. And um, for those who remember Rocky Four. Uh, people either remember it as like the, our, our parents' generation is like, wait, they why did they make more Rockies? Only Rocky One is good. But then people of our generation is like, no, Rocky Four is the best, which I don't actually agree. I think Rocky One is the best. But in terms of like the most Rockiest of Rocky movies, Rocky Four has a lot of it. Don't ask me to pick favorites between my children, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you're just going to go in terms of what movie gives you the most Rocky, though, Rocky. actually. Rocky. is Rocky 3. It's, Rocky it's, 3 is probably one of it's 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 towards the bottom of the Rocky pictures. However, it just it has everything in it. It's most like, Rocky, it's like peak Rocky, but cuz the yes. cuz 2 definitely is like a departure almost. No, but, 2 sucks. But but 1, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. One, One's like an actual movie. One is so Rocky to me. It's so great. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta go there. It just took them. It took them two movies. It took them a whole nother movie to like get back to anything that was like Rocky esque. Right. And then they also did it. Like I mean, it's kind of like you know. So two, whatever. That's like it's a classic sequel. It's Rocky terrible. Three, Cocaine. Yeah, yeah Rocky Three. Rocky Three, up. Cocaine. The movie. He's so coked out. And then like interviews, he's been like, yeah, the eighties. Yeah, very cool. yeah, very cool. Yeah, no, Rock, that, he, Rocky Three, crank it up. <laughs> he wears like a mesh T-shirt in that. He yeah, man, it's so good. With, he wrestles with uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, but for some reason, Hulk Hogan didn't have the rights to himself. Right. <laughs> so they gave him a name that was like Lips Malone or something. It was like yeah. li- Lips something. The Ultimate Experience and Love. Well, it was because totally his bizarre. real name is like Terry Cruz or whatever. Not Terry Cruz, but it's like oh, no. that, you know, like his name is Terry like, Barling. Terry Barling, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's Terry. It's Terry what's, something. What's Hulk Hogan's real name? Terry. What's his last name? I don't know his last name. Terry Terry Hogan? No, no, it's it's, it's Terry Terry Giz, Gizmo. Wait, wait, what was the uh, Gawker? Terry Gawker. Terry Gawker, yes. Yeah, but Amelia says that since his daughter, um, uh, Br- Bridget? Brooke. Brooke Hogan is a Hogan, and maybe his name is Terry Hogan. I thought he had a different last name. By the way, folks, if you want to... His name is not Hulk. Uh, but well, folks, if you want, well, if you want some uh, don't get him angry. search Brooke Hogan... Brooke Hogan Sexy Dance. You can also just search Brooke Hogan Parking Lot. And you'll get you'll get it, but it's basically uh, one of Terry's friends filming his 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 daughter, uh, uh, Brooke, dancing in a sexy fashion uh, in a parking lot, probably somewhere in Florida, uh, and and they're making suggestive comments about the about the young lady. I got Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray kissing in parking lot. That's what I ended up with. But there's other Brooke Hogan parking lot. <laughs> that's that's pretty rough if like if it's like if you're searching brooke hogan uh parking lot and there's a wikipedia disambiguation page <laughs> like is this what you mean 
so anyway oh good oh my gosh it's it's something i don't know um yeah i didn't know i didn't know you know i assume that people have kids whatever what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do speaking of of creepy uh towards your daughter there's uh there there was this video that was released of like trump creepy and it's just like all shots of him like there's one of him dancing with girls with jeffrey epstein and then it's just like him trying to kiss girls and then there's just several clips of him hitting on his daughter and he's you know he's like he's like if you know she wasn't my daughter they would they would be dating me and then there's like the other quote and these these quotes have been used before where he's like they were like I don't know. It's Barbara Walters. Is like, Mr. Trump, what do you and your daughter have the most in common? He's like, well, I'd like to say sex, but I can't say that. I was like, well, motherfucker, you just said it. <laughs> I don't. You know, you know, you know what he was thinking because he goes to Barbara Walters' interview, and you know who he's thinking of. Mm. <laughs> is it true, Mr. Connery, that you said? <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, you took it. My hand was ready. You saw my hand. My hand was up, okay? It was the back. Okay, it was the back of my hand. We are too interested in that piece of media. You want to bring up a clip on YouTube that people should be watching on a semi-frequent basis. That's the one right there. You You have not watched Sean Connery be interviewed by Barbara Walters. Yes. The reason why... Sean Connery is so good at James Bond is that he is an abusive misogynist prick. And um, there is a Barbara Walters. I, we have to have talked about this several times before on, on the original Morning Hampton. But anyway, Sean Connery is an abusive fuck. And um, he has been known to, to abuse his, his French wife. Uh, and um, it's disgusting. Uh, but not only that, when Barbara Walters uh, interviewed him on her show, she like tried to like gotcha him, and he was just like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. She's like, "Isn't it true, Mister Connery, that you said it's okay to slap a woman?" And like she expects and him I would to be do like, "Do it again." <laughs> yeah, she expects <laughs> him to be like, "You know what, Barbara? I made a mistake, and I'm very sorry. I respect women's rights." But he's and sitting instead, there. Instead, he just goes. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's wearing his, he has his mustache still from Untouchables, his Academy <laughs> Award winning, winning mustache, <laughs> Oscar winning mustache. And he's just sitting there like dis, with disturbing calm, with just a chilling calm, <laughs> chillingly calm. Chilling he's like, calm. He's like, yes, well, yeah. you know, I didn't say it's a good thing. But, <laughs> I didn't say it's a good thing, but, you know, <coughs> sometimes you give <laughs> the last word and they're very good at this. You give them the last word, but they steep, they still want to keep going with it. And then they get into a, a confrontational situation. And then, yes, I believe it's absolutely warranted. And the look on Bab's face, she is just like, feels like in physical danger. Like, I need to get off this ABC set. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. How the fuck did we get on this? Um, anyway. It's always good. <laughs> so our beloved Disney, our beloved Disneyland, um, uh, they reopened downtown Disney today. And apparently it was a clusterfuck because, uh, you know, people were just like not social distancing and, and, and some. Just you know, in people, downtown Disney. They didn't just even open Disney. the parks, right? They didn't open the parks. These are just people going for like a $20 cocktail and a stuffed animal. Like yes. going to the mall. They're just going to the mall. 
Yeah, exactly. An expensive oh, overpriced mall. Well, you know, they really want to buy <laughs> those CDs, but my, my in-laws are, um, they're wonderful people, but if they're guilty of one thing, it's buying CDs from, from musicians. Oh, just her dad. Just, just my father-in-law. Uh, he's guilty of buying uh, the CDs that are sold by some of the musicians that, that play. Last time we were at Disneyland, they didn't have any bands playing out in downtown Disney like, like they often do, but they had a magician. And he was, do, he was doing magic, you know, and like, I don't know, doing tricks for the crowd. And I was a bit, I was a bit shefaced at that point. And as we walked by, I just went, witch! <laughs> <laughs> and that just became, so previously, previously, Amelia and I, our favorite, we saw this, there was a statue of two like men from the Revolutionary War in Harlem where we used to live. And we, we saw them and we just went, kid! Yeah. So our, our previous fa- favorite thing to do is like when we saw two people, you know, on stage, whatever, we would just yell, kiss. But now our favorite thing to do is just to yell, witch. <laughs> Which is just the, this is the funniest thing. But like, but not even, not even things like, like magic, you know what I mean? Just to, you know, someone like opens a cash register and it's like, witch, what is that? What is your dark magic? You press that button and something opens, witch, you're a witch. <laughs> You can't always do it. I think you gotta, you gotta, that, that you gotta parse some connotation. So you gotta, you gotta, but yeah. if somebody is doing street magic and <laughs> you walk by and you know, witch, that's, that's, that's a plus comedy. I mean, that's like some of the best heckling that really money can buy. I know, I know. You have to give them really. a dollar though, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. You give them a dollar and then you say, witch, witch. run away. Witch. Oh boy. So yeah, the D I'm not going back to the D anytime soon. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's disgusting. Um, so what else is going on in your world, buddy? Living the dream, avoiding the night. The dream. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, are we, are we recording? Yeah. But I can cut it out. Honestly, my favorite thing about podcasting is putting beeps into stuff. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, and it seems like we're talking about something really interesting. Yeah, you just beep the whole. You just have like a, like thirty seconds of beeping. Yeah, like yeah, that time where I had to edit out that time that you talked <laughs> about, and then I brought up the fact that you talked about uh, because I bleeped out the fact that you talked about, and now I've just bleeped out like five times. And I have to say, it's it's not it's not really offensive what I'm saying. It's not a swear word. It's not a slur. It's just something so dumb that I don't want poor Hondro's children or wife to hear it. His hot take on <laughs> I'm just making sure that your <laughs> is <laughs> you bring that up like every time we talk. It's really <laughs> funny. To edit you bring, it out. But you bring up the fact that you've edited it out every time you talk to me. So that doesn't that in heck it is like it trapped in a paradox feedback yes. of editing yourself out. Marty, we have to go back and stop Hanji from talking about <laughs> it seems like such a trivial thing. Except for that, Which, I guess you're just rehashing your podcast and re-airing yeah. it all the time. Well, you know, I think when 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 you and C Lob and I were first doing Morning Handsome in the original Handsome headquarters in sunny Oakland, California, uh, you guys would always be like, um, 
Lee, you should edit out the stuff that's bad or offensive. And then I'd be like, no, 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 we're just going to roll live on tape. And now I revel in it. I'm like, oh, hey, I get to bleep something out. So anyway, uh, in other news, uh, did you read The Far Side when you were a kid? It's just like, oh, yeah, Gary Larson. Gary Larson. So Gary Larson, I didn't realize this, but Gary Larson, uh, I knew he'd retired, but he's been retired for a quarter century. Hmm. This dude stopped drawing cows 25 years ago. That makes sense. So, and he has a, you know, I liked, you know, Gary Larson as yeah. a kid, you know, because he was like funny drawings. And so he released his first comic uh, in 25 years yesterday. And like, there's like all of this anticipation and stuff. And <laughs> I clicked on it and it was, uh, uh, it was a guy, it was a bunch of taxi cabs with stuffed animals in it. And there's a guy raising his hand saying, taxi, Dermy. Oh, <laughs> You've been working on that for 25 years. So bad. It's so bad. <laughs> 25 years. 25 years. Taxi. Dermist. Yeah, 25 years. Taxidermist. Yeah, taxidermist. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Just a picture of a bunch of stuffed animals in a car, uh, in a taxi car, and a guy yelling taxidermist. Can you imagine if... Uh, I don't even... It's not even a joke. It's not a joke. It's Here, terrible. I'll, I'll, I'll That's share terrible. my terrible. That's terrible. I'm All sorry. Right. Gary can Larson. You my, can you see my screen? Don't come out of retirement. See it? Yeah, I see it. That's it. Yeah. Oh, 25 I see. Years. He's yelling for the taxidermist. Yes, correct. Yes. Taxidermist. We got to get into this line, dude. Wow. I got to, you know, I got to, not specifically cartooning, but just something where you do something every 25 years that's, you know, mediocre at best. And, no, you got to do it every day. And then. Right. And then, and then stop. Yeah. 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 No. Anyway, well. This has been fun. Oh, that's it? <laughs> you don't want to talk about f***ing anymore? I never did. You're the one who keeps bringing it up. Yeah, well, you got to keep those tight. <laughs> you have taken the opposite course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so. Um, so. Uh, everything, everything's been good. I, I couldn't quite make out the the, the uh, status of your fetus from across the room there. Um, oh yeah, my fetus is doing well. Uh, as 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 uh, as people may know, my wife is with child, and uh, I will be wait, bringing. Can I gasp? Yes, please. <gasps> that was great. In her condition. In her condition, you you bred her in her condition. Her condition. Oh, give, give huh. birth in her condition. <laughs> so yeah, she's yes, she's with child. Um, she went to the doctor today, and uh, they gave us. You know, we, we've seen the sonograms. You see the pic, this picture of the kid. Apparently, Amelia saw my son's balls today. Uh, did you see the dick or just the balls? Well, they needed a They needed to point it out. So. Yes. Sure is. Sure is. Tiny little dick, tiny little nuts. I definitely know he's my son by the size of that dick. 
<laughs> that, that dick that you need a, a fucking medical grade equipment to zoom in on. I know that he is definitely my child and I have not been cucked. But so yeah, he's he's looking good. Um he gave a he gave a black power fist inside my wife. So we already know that he knows that Black Lives Matter. So he's an ally, which is good. Um and uh but then they did on the on the sonogram, you know, they all look like black lives. I'm just saying. Yes, yes. Um and black and white lives. Uh and uh I could see inside his brain. He looks very smart. And uh, but th- so they do these sonograms, but they also do these like three D model sonograms. Yeah, yeah. Seen that. Did, did they do this with your yeah, babies? Yeah, yeah, we had that one. We had that the three D the three D thing at one point. What the fuck is that? You what know? the fuck <clears throat> is that? You know the the free three D. Well, you're a Mac guy, but the free three D modeling software. It's called Paint three D. That comes with Windows, where you can just make these these blob like images. They make one of those of your baby. And like, look, fetuses. You know, it's beautiful because it's my fetus or my wife's our fetus. But you know, it's it's like a weird looking creature, right? And so when you do like a bizarre three D yeah. model of it, yeah. it's just like, yeah, oh, this is a monster. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird looking in there. I never really enjoyed the uh, looking at the the things much. I wasn't yeah. too curious about the kid in the inside, you know, the submarine. And um, it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's super interesting that time. Because um, you just, I don't know, you just have all kinds of weird, like, need to form. It's hard to form a relationship with the thing when it's far off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you just kind of, yeah, you kind of floundered a little bit, I think, to establish. And then... And then, you know, you're just off to the races, you know, who looks back really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm just, just hoping it all, it all crashes down at some point here. I didn't really doom prep. So when the aliens come, I'm, I'm done for. Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> when the aliens come? Well, I mean, the aliens are already here and they're lizard people from beneath the earth. And, right. uh, Unfortunately, they're also, uh, they're also militia white supremacists who live. Ah, the Boogaloo boys. They're the Boogaloo boys. The Boogaloo. <laughs> the Boogalooers. The Lugabooers. The yeah, Boogaloo. They're guys who wear Hawaiian shirts, uh, tactical vests, and AR-15s. Yeah, and I like we're not. Shirts. <laughs> it's, you know, yes, the 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 Boogaloo boys. It's an interesting coalition because it really brings together all people who love having AR-15s for no reason. Right. Um, because there's like left-wing anarchists. They're like, well, I need an AR-15 so I can, you know, take down capitalism. And then there's the, I think most of them seem to be the super white supremacist uh, uh, right-wing guys who they need their guns to, um, you know, Make support sure European heritage or whatever. Yeah, bringing um, back our heritage. Yeah. But we're just seeing like a bizarre sort of like, a sectarian uh, nation emerge here where just all these like weird subcultures and, and the interesting thing is you know and a lot of these they have these stickers that go back to ruby ridge and to waco uh and all of the and, and the um the 2016 occupation of the um that uh, biological reserve up in oregon they they make these people into martyrs these these guys who are i don't know gun rights uh, uh um um, gun rights guys who also were what, what are they called the guys who don't recognize the u.s government um 
sovereign, sovereign citizens. citizens yes exactly so, i was thinking yeah, don't these, tread on me i was like gosh these sovereign citizens guys like there's this one guy who got he was like a tsa agent who got pulled over on a ski do and they're like sir you need to pay a 45 dollar fine for riding a ski do without a license and, and like, Rand paul said no i don't screw you <laughs> screw you and he said, I do not recognize the sovereignty recognize the of the United States and I will not pay my $45 ski-doo licensing ticket. So these are the, the heroes of, of, of the Boogaloo boys. Um, and, you know, I was just reading about Ruby Ridge last night, which was this crazy thing where a guy had like a gun charge and he refused to appear. And then the cops came to his house and the cops like murdered his wife. And then he got $3 million from the government, which a pretty good deal actually <laughs> trading your wife for three million sign me up man yeah no but anyway it's you it's only say that because she's in the room with you yes <laughs> you're worth five million babe um i would have gotten five i'm just gonna I would have gotten five if i would have traded you into the fbi i would have gotten five million i would have gotten five you didn't negotiate yeah i would have gotten five the Ruby Ridge guys, they didn't negotiate. If someone had killed Melanchius, Galabia, or Mavania, or Agangia, whatever these, these chicks are called, I would have asked for at least five. Well, you asked for seven, you settle for five. So anyway, like, the thing is, like, these Boogaloo guys are, are clearly just probably not good guys on the whole. But in terms of this whole sovereign citizen thing, like, I, I don't... Uh, I also do not recognize the authority of the United States, which is why I'm excited that uh, Oklahoma, half of Oklahoma now belongs to uh, the original indigenous tribe. But also I, I, I don't support like violence and guns and all this kind of stuff. So I, I think that what we're seeing in these weird little sectarian uh, uh, groups that are emerging is it's like, it's really, you can't just say, oh, it's left wing, right wing or whatever. It, it, it's just our political language is not... Um, is not delicate enough to to sort of explain what is going on. And so, uh, and all I know is that if you're at a Black Lives Matter protest and a guy, a white man shows up in a Hawaiian shirt with a AR-15, um, there's not gonna be, you don't, want, you don't wanna have to have a conversation like, well, so what is it that you actually believe? Just the, the mere presence of a white man with a gun at a protest is an act of white supremacy, right? Um, next week on Evening Handsome. <laughs> next week on Evening Handsome. Sorry, you <laughs> two things, two important things we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to dig into next week. This is gonna be big things. We're gonna define what it is <laughs> to be a white supremacist, and and w- where you draw the bar on what white supremacy is, and 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 two, we're gonna solve racism. Yes, exactly. And we'll be meeting again in 25 years to discuss the next Gary Larson Farside cartoon. Yes, I look forward to that. I hope that's the end of it. I hope that he just did the one and then and then actually maybe that gets funnier. Maybe actually actually if you look back he's ahead of his time. Yeah, then he dropped that one and then he's like cuz he's going to die and he's like, "Yep, I'm going to put one more out." And everybody's going to be really excited about it and it's basically just going to be that's it. And then people are going to look at that and I'm going to look at that afterwards and think it was hilarious. I'm like, yep. And I thought he was dead. And then he was like, ha, you, I did too. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like how uh, Data starts laughing in Star Trek Generations about a joke that uh, Jordy told him in the pilot episode in 1987. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. We will be, once we reach the Star Trek Generations, 
uh, point of our life, we'll realize what a genius uh, uh, Mr. Larson is. May we all make it to the potato chip. <laughs> May we all make it to the potato chip. Well, uh, for Oklahoma, for the Boogaloo Boys, for Gary Larson, and for Hondro, I'm Lee Sanger Golden. This has been your evening handsome. Uh, thanks, Hanj, for joining us. Uh, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks, Lee, for having me. You're very welcome. Night, buddy. Night, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. All right.